welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited for today's episode with Shireen Thor. You're going to love her energy and her clarity and her unique ability to take really good care of herself. So before I dive into exactly who Shireen is, I just wanted to take a minute of pause to have so much gratitude for all the entrepreneurs who also happen to be busy moms, balancing all these things in their lives and taking out the trash and driving kids everywhere as we do and making meals, who took the time to also be on this podcast and share with us what they know about work and life and how they balance it. And not only what they know, but just what they experience. Because I feel like so many of the good lessons that we might have taken away from those podcasts were in them admitting their mistakes and their vulnerability. And I just am so appreciative of of this series. And it's a little different than usual because usually we're talking more about health and I'm talking with health coaches and people who teach people about the food part more as their career. And this was really getting on real moms who, you know, juggle it all and don't always do the food part perfectly. But many of them, because they are successful entrepreneurs, have some systems in place around scheduling and planning and balance that I thought would really help us all. So I'm hoping that that, that's true. (laughs) And so I ran this series sort of all in a row. We, We heard an episode a week for the month of August and the beginning of September. And then this week I ran them seven in a row. And then next week, I think we're going to have about three or four more. We're going to finish off the month of September and a little into October with this series. And then we're going to move back in to some other topics, which I'll tell you about as we get into them. But this was really a week to both energetically lead into the big launch that's happening tonight. And because I just knew so many amazing women and I wanted to share their stories. And I feel so grateful that I knew these women and know these women and get to connect with these women on a regular basis, definitely now, if not before we did the interview. So that's what I've got to say. And again, tonight is the night. Tonight's the big night for me where we launched the Flow Planner. Make sure that you tune in at 8 p.m. on the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page if that speaks to you. Check your email later tonight. I know that some of you are celebrating a holiday this evening. I believe it is Rosh Hashanah, which is the, or the eve before Rosh Hashanah. So there's a lot of cooking going on, which feels great, but that is the celebration of a new year. And so I love that actually the planner is being released on the eve of a new year because I love thinking about planning in January, you know, and I feel like there's different times in the year when I'm more pulled to really think through a high-level vision and plan the days, but one of them is definitely September. And 
just like January, it used to always be like September 1st or even late August and then January 1st. And what I realized in motherhood is that things don't always happen on the 1st. <laughs> and it takes a little bit longer to get into a new rhythm. And so we now I've had my kids in school for about two weeks on the day this is going live. And we're getting more into a rhythm. I'm getting used to waking up early and packing lunches. Don't forget, not only did we have the summer, but I had them on the road last year with me. And I'm always embarrassed to say, but it really made life really workable. They slept till 10 almost every day and I didn't pack lunches because I was homeschooling them. So we would make lunch. So this is all feeling like a new rhythm again and I'm loving it. I'm loving the time. I'm loving the crisp ball air. Um, so many exciting things are happening in my world right now. And so I, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for tonight and, and the timing of all this. So anyway, Follow along, help me spread the word, please. And I hope you're gonna, I, I know you're gonna love this. If you love what you see when you come to Plan Simple Meals, you're gonna love this. And the cool thing is, is I feel like this is the first thing that really broadens the scope of my audience. That there's nothing in this planner about what to eat or how to eat. It is simply a way to create a life that you want to lead that includes the food that you want to eat because I find that the food that we eat and the life we want to lead are very connected and it helps you as a busy person track habits that you might want to have such as drinking water, eating enough fruits and veggies, exercising, maybe taking a supplement which is a big part of my life, uh, any habit you want to create. Sometimes I, I'm trying to create an Instagram habit. Sometimes I'm trying to create a better sleep habit. Oh, sleep is a big part of it. So, or not a big part of it, but a habit to track. So it's just a space to dream and then get stuff done. And I'm super excited. So I don't want to talk too much more about it. Tonight you're going to be able to check out like the actual video, actual pictures. Um, you can always ask me questions and you can... Always feel free to help me spread the word. So, Shireen Thor. Shireen Thor is a host, author, rebel, movement starter, and serial artistpreneur who lives life on her terms and helps others do the same. You will see that in this episode. <laughs> she facilitates live events and retreats and does one-on-one -on -one coaching as part of leading a movement that helps people stop settling for less and live an extraordinary life by their design. Love that part. She's also the mom of two young kids. So we connected online. She sent me her bio and stuff before we got on. And then when we got on, I realized just how young she's talking about. I mean, she has a new babe in the house. And what's so beautiful in this episode to me is how she really can still create time for herself in this time of new motherhood. So I hope that that's inspiring to you, maybe if you're a new mom or if you're a seasoned mom, because sometimes the years can just pass by and we forget this. So we can all get inspired by how she really creates this life that she loves. Okay, let's welcome Shireen to the show. Hello, Shireen. Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you, Mia. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here too. 
great. So you're you're in LA, right? Is that true? That's right, Santa Monica. Right. Oh my gosh. So we spent a lot of um, the year there, actually. Well, not a lot, but a good portion of our trip across the country was spent in LA. So I wish I knew you. Well, we should have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we met later. Um, so tell me a little bit. So your mom, who do you have? I am a mom. I have Maya, who is going to turn three in about a month. And then I have Luke, who is just four and a half months. Oh my gosh. So you're really in the thick of, of the, the little, the baby phase. That's awesome. Oh my yeah. gosh. You're really in the thick of it. Um, so there's a lot, a lot to balance and not balance and give into and surrender at this stage. Mm, definitely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your story and maybe just briefly, you know, what happened, but what you were doing before motherhood so that then we can sort of understand where you're at now that you're in motherhood in terms of that work-life balance. Definitely. So I kind of started off as a first generation ethnic kid born of an Egyptian family, which means I was expected to become a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. I think you're the third <laughs> person who've said that of an immigrant family. That's funny. Totally. Oh it is. It's ridiculous, but it's just a thing. So um, clearly I was a sort of wonky creative type who didn't fit the mold. And I think because I came from a family of origin that had a very clear expectation, I sort of felt like, well, I don't want to fail. So I don't want to go fully in the direction of my truth and my bliss. I'm going to just like get a C minus here and maybe major in communications. You know, so I went to college, I did all the stuff I was supposed to do. And, and instead of being a crazy artist who majored in dance or musical theater, I did communication and I graduated and I got a job. And then at this job, I got sexually harassed three months in. And oh, my gosh. I know. It was terrible. <laughs> this this uh, dude who was like 20 years my senior came into my office, closed the door behind him and said, if you don't lose your attitude, I'm going to bend you over this desk and spank you. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Quickly, I was like unhappy at this job. And while I wanted to quit, and it probably would have made sense to find something else, given the fact that the CEO just brushed it under the rug and said, well, you can still work with him, right? I, I didn't quit. And the reason I didn't quit is because I don't, I, I don't think at that juncture, I really believed I could get something better. I was also buying into the like, you know, you, you don't have, you need at least a year under your belt. You don't really have a real resume right now. You're barely out of college. Like just stay with it. You probably can't find anything better. These are all like the messages I was getting from my mom and my family. So I just stuck with it. And every day that I worked at that job, I felt a shred of my dignity was being taken from me. Like every day I just was like, I cannot believe that I'm passively co-signing that it's okay for me to be treated badly and just brushed under the rug. So I just felt terrible, but I also didn't really feel empowered to change it. And so Luckily, a friend of mine recommended a personal development seminar, and I went there reluctantly and asking for my money back, and they said, you can't get your money back unless you go through the whole weekend and get nothing out of it, and then we can refund you, but until you go through it, you know, no chance. So I, I went through that. it. I know. I'm so happy they had that return policy. <laughs> so I went through it, and it just literally, like if I was living inside a little box of everyone's rules and expectations and just projections of how I should be living my life the top of that box got ripped open like it's nobody's business over that weekend it was just literally exactly what I needed and I just realized wow I have been subscribing to what everyone else thinks I should be doing and I have not been doing what I want to be doing and so of course I'm unhappy you know of course I feel like I'm disgruntled in this job where I've co passively co-signed that it's okay to treat me badly I'm not grabbing my lady balls and making anything else happen so 
<laughs> I basically, from that point forward, had sort of a rebellious moment and quit a master's degree, started doing stand-up comedy, found a different job, started dabbling in entrepreneurship, and my entire life changed. So that's really the story of me and how I came to consciousness, if you will, and right. decided to live an alive life. Okay, so then you were going along and all was smooth and you had two babies. <laughs> so oh, then what happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so exactly. I, I became a life coach. I founded a week in the Rebel and it was great. And I was really in a startup mode when I got married and quickly had a child. And so it was like the start of my business and the start of my family just were at the same time. And yeah. I had two babies. And it's just, it's crazy how the universe will give you exactly what you need to sort of become the person you ultimately wanted to become anyway. But for some reason in the moment, I was like kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but basically, I, in my second pregnancy, was hospitalized. They thought he was going to come early at 24 weeks. And at that age, that it's too early. Like he could literally die. So it became a very black and white life or death situation that I was confronted with. And it was quickly like, okay, you either slow down and just allow yourself to have a healthy baby or you really risk a tragedy. So quickly, I surrendered <laughs> to yeah. this life of motherhood. And I just let myself be on bed rest and have a healthy baby. And I kind of shut down the doors of my business for a second while that was happening, just based on doctor's orders and what was wise for my long-term plan at that point. And then yeah, it's been about slowly reintroducing the business in a way now that fits my life. So instead of, whereas before I was saying like, oh, motherhood needs to fit into my business. Now yeah. it's like, okay, my business needs to fit into motherhood and me kind of being the CEO of this family. So that's kind of where balance has come in and made a big difference. Got it. Love that. And um, yeah, so, and we can dive into parts of that too. And something that really caught my ear when you were saying it earlier, even before kids was that time where sort of you were ripped open, the box was ripped open um, mm -hmm. around all the rules you had been following. Mm -hmm. So I feel like both, you know, the work piece, but also the parenting piece, and mm -hmm. definitely in my world, the food piece <laughs> comes with right. a lot of like rules and expectations. Mm. Um, so a lot of times I feel like we do you know, maybe it's that we feed our kids macaroni and cheese because we think that that's like what kids eat or we mm -hmm. do the nine to five, even though we're being pulled to be at home because that's what we think we're supposed to do. So what mm -hmm. were some of the like strategies that I know you went to the seminar, but like, what are some of the things that like were able, once that was ripped open, that were like, got you moving in the right direction where you could make some of these choices that were more in alignment with what you mm. wanted? That's a good question. And I will say, and I'm going to sound woo woo here, but Mia, I'm just going to have to do it. Um, I really feel like, okay, so when I had that awaken the rebel moment where I got clear that I was sort of subscribing to everyone else's beliefs and not really tuning into myself, mm -hmm. that was the first time I saw the difference between a conscious thought and a subconscious sort of feeling or desire. I had been going along with a lot of the conscious thoughts like, oh, I'm in the corporate world and this is where you're supposed to be and you need the white picket fence. And in the corporate world, you're not respected if you laugh a lot and if you're smiley and friendly. And so let me passively begin to lose my joy and become a little more bitchy because that is what's, um, you know, respected in this environment. So I was sort of like, 
subscribing to these rules on a conscious level, not realizing I was abandoning the depths of my soul and who I actually am. And so once I realized that I stopped, you know, I quit the master's degree. I started doing stand-up comedy. I started doing everything that just felt like the truth for me. And from that point forward, my life was very different. And I will say after becoming certified as a life coach and certified in neuro-linguistic programming and learning more about human behavior, I now understand that there is actually a conscious mind that can handle about seven things on average at any given moment. And then there is a subconscious mind that can handle a whole lot more. And it's what beats your heart when you're sleeping. And it's what drives you somewhere when you weren't even paying attention, but somehow you got there. And it's the part of you that really runs the show. And so what's very clear and very true as far as like a tip or trick for your peeps is that the conscious mind is a thinking mind and the subconscious mind is a feeling mind that can be likened to a five or six year old child. And so when I'm in my daily life as a mom and I'm really thinking about like, what do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time? You know, do I want to take this meeting or do I want to spend time with my kids? Do I want to work nine to five or do I want to keep doing my business? I feel into my body because my body has a wisdom about it. And that's really where my unconscious wisdom lies. And Mm -hmm. so for those who are listening, your body basically has an intelligence that if you just tap into it, it will constantly guide you in the direction that you are meant to go because everyone has their own different path. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. And it's funny because before we press record, you're like, I'm the one, the one, my one differentiator is I'm not woo. <laughs> I love it. But that's very scientific, actually. <laughs> right. Um. Well, I mean, and it, of course, it does get woo woo. But like I said, I call myself sort of the gateway drug of the woo woo world. Like, I'll be relatable enough to bring you in, but then we're going to get a little woo-woo. But the truth (laughs) is, I think, you know, I was a person who was too cool for school and really wouldn't have gone to that seminar had my really good friend not nagged me for six months. I think had she given up on me, I could have easily just been a person who thought I was good, but really was deeply unhappy and never figured it out. So I think that's why it was important to me to create Awaken the Rebel in a very marketable, relatable way, because I want to appeal to the people who think they're fine, but really on a deep level are actually suffering. Okay. So, so when you sort of get this, when you start listening to your subconscious, Mm -hmm. you know, and your subconscious is saying, take care of yourself, you know, like you you need some self-care practices because you're taking care of everybody else, but yourself right now, or, you know, Mm -hmm. you really need to clean up your eating. Like you're, you're, you could have so much more energy if you just ditched all that processed food, whatever it is. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're constantly, we know somehow we've, decided that doctors and magazines and whatnot are going to tell us, but what we know, like what we should be, how we can take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, what next? Like, how do you fight that world? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like you came from a very strong willed family Yeah. <laughs> um, and world. So like, great, you have this insight, but then how do you get to that next place with all those question. other things coming in? You know, the quote that comes to me, and it's odd that a quote just came to me, but it did, um, is by Joseph Campbell. And he says, follow your bliss, because when you do that, the universe will open doors where there were only walls. And I really believe, it's crazy, I just got chills when I said that. I I really believe that when you feel in your body what's the truth for you, and you just honor it, not necessarily knowing how it's going to happen, but just with the clear intention and commitment to yourself, like I... I don't know why I want this. I don't know why I want to quit a master's degree and start doing stand-up comedy. That makes zero sense to me, but I'm going to do it. Then things will happen that are 
outside of your power that like, like literally the universe, God, I don't care what you call it. It just matters that you do call it in one way or another will support you in getting to where it is that your soul is ultimately meant to be. But it's up to you to choose first. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. And, and for some people that is like finding a podcast or a blog post or whatever that gives them those next steps, right? Or a restaurant or whatever, Mm -hmm. a a friend who's also a mom. Exactly. Okay, cool. So it's so so funny. The more, the more I talk to you, the more woo woo I sound. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting all this. That's (laughs) funny. I love it. So tell us a little bit about your days. So you say that, you know, you're now fitting work into Mm -hmm. motherhood. Yeah. And your kids are, are little. I mean, three months is like you're probably not sleeping through the night right now, right? Like, <laughs> so so what does that look like? How, how do you, it sounds like work is important enough that it has to fit in a little bit. So how, how, do, how do you go about that and still take care of yourself, which I'm assuming you do because you're a life coach and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So, you know, it is a new, it is a new normal for me. Like having two is definitely a lot more than having one. And mm-hmm. They also have very different needs. There's the toddler who's wild with energy and craziness. And then there's the baby who needs to be attached to you 24-7. And so one thing is that I'm sort of giving myself full acceptance of who I am. I think the first time I became a mom, I thought I should be a specific type of mom, you know, more rules. I was like, oh, I need to do this, that, or the other. It needs to look like this. And I can't leave her for too many hours. And da 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 Whereas this time I'm like, what does mom need? Yes. <laughs> just way more relaxed, way more in tune with what's what I need because I now understand that I'm the one who manages the home and and for the home to be happy, I need to be happy. And so in first accepting my needs, I then figure out how to give myself what I need. And so the, the flow that I've learned works for me is that you know, usually Saturdays and Sundays are family time. So that's like, you know, me, husband and two kids, hang time, whatever. But what does that mean for the mom? That means the mom is on. That means the mom is feeding people. That means the mom is like managing everyone's moods and making sure everyone's happy and probably even making the social plans. So for me, like that's family time and that's happy and leisure. But Mondays are what I like to call mama Mondays. And I basically get help for eight full hours. Love it. And I just am, it's one day for me where I don't have to be taking care of anybody. I get to just actually come and go as I please, knowing that the kiddos are taken care of, my toddler's at preschool, and my baby is taken care of by my sweet, sweet nanny. And I just have my mama Monday. And sometimes I sleep, and sometimes I binge watch Netflix, and sometimes I (laughs) go get a massage, and sometimes I get a pedicure, and sometimes I read or go to Starbucks. Who freaking knows? It's just a day where I feel like, there's room and space in this world for just me, you know? And, and you don't feel like you need to work. That no. But, yeah, but I love that. If feel, but if I feel inspired, I let myself. It's kind yeah. of just literally like whatever I feel, just like let it all hang out kind of a thing. Yeah, because it's interesting because, you know, I didn't get into this world in, of coaching when my kids were that young. I, I At the time, I owned a graphic design company, um, which is just a different energy. Um, mm-hmm. And... It's interesting because I remember very concretely thinking like the babysitter is there, the nanny's there, I need to be productive. And I remember Mm -hmm. that moment, you know, late, like when the third child was born, where Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I need to take care of myself. And, you know, that's how I got into all this was when I figured out I needed to take care of myself and food ended up being a a tool for that for me. Um, Because I had gained 65 pounds. (laughs) But... Right. Um... 
it's interesting that I, I, I don't know that we all give ourselves that the benefit of, of that help of, mm-hmm. you know, we think we need to do it all. Um, and when we're, we're working and we're taking on all the things that a mom has to take on, it's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I think had I not been hospitalized with the second pregnancy, I yeah. probably wouldn't have gotten here so quick, but yeah. it was like, I felt like, oh, okay, this isn't about me. This is about this baby. I need to calm down immediately, stop everything I'm doing, and just be about de-stressing, self-care, happiness, relaxation, everything that creates a happy and healthy environment for him to just stay in. So when I did that, I mean, my goodness, it was 24 weeks. So I had like three more months left of this pregnancy, you know, to basically revolutionize my lifestyle. I completely made selfish choices that really weren't selfish because they were for the baby. So it gave me sort of that excuse to do it. You know, mm-hmm. if it was just for me, I probably would have been, oh, that's so selfish. You shouldn't do that. You should give to somebody else. But because it was for the baby, it made it very easy to be like, um, yeah, I'm going to get a massage and I'm just going to relax and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And what happened in this three months was that that Joseph Campbell quote came true. Like mm-hmm. that idea that when you follow your bliss and the universe opens doors where there were only walls, like I just saw my whole whole life blossom. I had never felt so supported or loved or been in such a mode of receiving and surrender and feminine energy ever. Because like, like you said, I came from a willful family where it needs to be a certain way. We were hard workers. And so I was willing my purpose into existence and I was going to be a successful, you know, mompreneur. And all of a sudden I needed to kick back. And it just, it was like more got done in this three months of me being on bed rest and receiving help than would have ever got done with me being like super strong and doing it myself. And that was, I think, what helped me to make that flip, flip the switch of always being productive or making something happen and just realizing, you know, when I have a mama Monday, it actually is productive. It's productive in its own way. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but it is productive. So, Well, and I think that's important for everyone to hear because I don't want anyone to think like, oh, I'm not on bed rest because... It's, right. it's the same no matter what, right? Like when exactly. we fill ourselves up, when we feel whole, we parent better, we work better, we do the menial tasks. They feel not so menial. They feel more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, like we we eat better. Like when we're really taken care of, when we feel taken care of, all that flows better and our kids feel that. That's like yeah. really important. And when we don't, we snap at our kids. We, right. um, you know, cry. Like so many things go wrong, and our mm-hmm. energy is sort of like at the, at the heart of everything that's happening. Like your kids are still young, but and so you might, you, maybe you're starting to get this with the three year old. But yeah, you know, our energy, like when there's sibling rivalry or whatever, it's it mm-hmm. sort of starts with us, mm-hmm. and when we're taken care of, or feel taken care of then a lot of times our energy shifts in a way that solves a lot of those issues. Yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. I love Mama Monday. (laughs) I do too, girlfriend. (laughs) All right, so weekend family, Mama Monday, then what happens? Okay, so then Tuesday is house day, which means do I feel orderly in my environment? Do I need to pick up or clean? Do I need to go to the grocery store? Like literally just basic needs. Just like – so Monday is basic needs for myself only. And then Tuesday is basic needs for the family. Like what do we need for the week? Food, cleanliness, whatever. Yeah. And then Wednesdays is a nothing day. I don't plan anything Wednesday. I don't have any intention Wednesdays. It's just open space for if something didn't get done or needs to get done. It's kind of like 
it's not a mama Monday because I don't have help. I'm alone with my baby and I'm my toddler's at school and then I pick her up and like I'm doing normal mama stuff, but I leave it open for whatever is a need. And and, and then Thursdays is work because by the time I've taken care of myself and my house and then I had Wednesday as an overflow day of whatever else needed to happen, by Thursday I'm like, "Hey guys." Yeah. <laughs> What's everybody doing? You know, like I have the energy and desire to do this podcast with you and have this super juicy discussion about life as we know it. And so, so I basically have help on Mondays and Thursdays, Mondays for me and Thursday is for my creative collaborative work in the world. That makes me feel like I contribute and make a difference. I love that. And I, I think I, I feel like uh, I've been feeling as I go through all these interviews with all these mompreneurs, the purpose is sort of to show just how different, how we each get, balance all these things and juggle all these things um or the last podcast the metaphor of a dance was given out so i just feel like it's so amazing how we figure out how to do all these things it's 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 amazing mm. um and but and i've been feeling though i've been wondering what happens when when my audience who is not a working doesn't call themselves a working mom i think all of us are working mm-hmm. um cuz moms should be like the highest paying job in the world but agreed we're not so um but I love hearing this because I feel like uh a lot of times when when we do stay at home we it's easy to get out of that orderly thinking and so I love the Mm. clarity in that um yeah I feel like a lot of moms I know who've made the choice to stop working for a bit while their kids are young um feel almost more overwhelmed around household things than moms mm-hmm. who do work and i think a lot of that has to do with that clarity of time and just feeling like sucked into the house yeah. and the food and you know everything that goes on so the fact that yeah. that's like a tuesday thing i mean obviously you have to right. work on the other days but yeah. you know that you get the bulk of it done in one day is just yeah. that's that's good, such good clarity i love that and Thank you. that you can be an entrepreneur and a mom and feel like you're getting work done with that one mm-hmm. Thursday. Like I think right. that's huge. Cause I know there's so many people who want to do something, but are, we're just programmed to think that that means we'll never see our kids or it's five days yeah. a week or it's yeah. always. Right. And I think, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and I'm sure that you've experienced this because it's something you've created it's essentially your baby, you know, it's another form of your baby, your creation. Yep. I mean, it. I mean, let's be honest. I think about Awaken the Rebel and how I can make a difference all the time. Yep. I love what I do. And so while Thursday is the day for podcast interviews or meetings or like an extroverted physical form of work, the truth is, I know that I'm getting to work on Mama Monday because I'm in my massage and I'm getting into that Zen state that you get into when you meditate because I'm so relaxed. All of a sudden, I get really inspired about a new program or an offering. Like to me, I know that I'm not actually only working on Thursdays. It's more like that's just the day that I've allocated for meetings or extroverted activities towards my work. So yeah, I just feel like, especially if you give yourself what you need, I'm always thinking about my business. So, but then, but then let's be honest, I don't always act on those thoughts. I actually have an idea dump note in my phone mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about it all the time. There's so many ideas. And I, I know that my time is limited as a mother and I'm already taking action on certain programs that I'm offering and all that good stuff. So I can't do everything. So I just have this place where I dump all my ideas 
and I keep it moving. Yeah. And the dump comes up a lot in conversation and will be part of the planner actually. Um, cause I, that, that act of getting everything out of your head and on to something, whether it be electronic or paper, I think is super important, especially when we're busy moms and probably especially when we have little, little ones, cause we're mm-hmm. still in a little bit of a, fo- I feel like that time in life is a little foggier mm-hmm. um, than other ages. It's it. Right. It will end. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so okay so that's all awesome information so and then and and then friday we is that weekend Friday is like fun social day yeah you know take the kids do something fun with the family you know just have some fun yeah this this is sounding good i want this (laughs) go girlfriend um but i love i love the siloed you know i love how it's siloed that way and then Mm -hmm. do you protect that that time like do you feel like you're very able to protect those silos of like what day is what or do you feel like things can get in the way of that yeah you know sometimes things get in the way of that but also that's typically my fault like I think when I'm not saying no enough is Mm -hmm. when I sort of trip myself up or when I try to plan too much like if my Thursday's booked up and I'm like no but I really want to do this Mm-hmm. And then I put it in Tuesday, which that's exactly what happened with you and me. I, mm-hmm. I was like, I really want to do this podcast with Mia. But my Thursday was already booked. And I was like, let's do it Tuesday. And I just couldn't. Like, it just could yeah. not happen. Like, my energy isn't extroverted or there to do something like that. So it's really my fault yeah. when it does get tripped up. It's my not saying no or not being willing to push it out far enough or being a people pleaser and wanting to be so available that I don't want to let anyone down. And then I end up being a flake, you know? So... <laughs> Yeah, it's really, you got it. But basically it's, it's, it's good. It's siloed. It's perfect. The system is great. I just need to like stick to the system and not get ahead of myself. And the system is what allows you to know what to say yes and no to. Yes. And I actually have a current life coach I'm working with. She's amazing. And we have a filter question that I now use. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's always like, Shireen, you're the miner of your energy. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And so my question to myself is, will this help me manage and mine my energy? Well, like, will I, how will I feel when I do this? Will this drain me? Will this energize me? Should I do it now or later? And then I just tune into like how my, how that's going to affect my energy. And basically that's the main filter I'm currently using for how I make decisions about life, business, family, everything. Love it. Okay, cool. All right. And then, so you live in like the only place where I talk a lot about one of the reasons that I embraced making food at home was because I knew that I was eating clean food that made me feel good. And when I go out or get takeout or anything else, usually that's not the case because there's all this extra stuff in it. But I live in the one area of the world where, oh my gosh, the list was so long (laughs) where I could go get food. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Love it. So uh, where, where are you with, like, how does... How does food play all into all this? I know like three, I feel like, you know, three is young enough where you're mm-hmm. probably not too stressed about that aspect yet of motherhood, although maybe you are. Like h- how does that, that task of pulling together meals play out in your family? That's a good question. It kind of goes with the schedule. Okay. So Mondays, because it's a mama Monday, we actually do our date night on Mondays as well, oh, which means cool. I don't cook. Um, I make a really good, healthy dinner for my daughter before we leave. And then I'm free to just relax and have a nice date with my husband. And then Tuesdays I make dinner, Wednesdays I make dinner and I try to make it healthy. I try to do some sort of a 
I mean, really, it's the most difficult for me to make vegetables in a way that the family will enjoy. You know, like we love sweet potatoes. We love healthy, lean proteins. We're great on that. But I'm currently just full transparency working on delicious vegetables so that mm-hmm. we can all consume as much as we are supposed to and and enjoy them, you know? Yeah. Well, and three is three is young, so it all changes. It all gets better and better. <laughs> okay, At least we're starting now. <laughs> That's good to know. So, um, yeah. And then Thursdays we order because that's kind of like my work day and I just want to be fancy free. And then Fridays, usually I make dinner unless I'm out in Pasadena with my mom's side of the family. Then I'm like, sorry, I have you on your own. We're out here having fun. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I love that. And that's all part, like it's all, it's clear. It's part of a plan. You know, what has to get done. Right. Um, and I think that's like half the half the battle you know I mean that's half of it and that that adds the space that someday you'll figure out all the veggies because you're so clear about what's happening when exactly love it and at date night date night's important so you kept that going even with a three-month-old baby tell me more yeah you know that is so important my goodness it's funny how like if we haven't had our date night in a few months which happens you know when you have a newborn you're like okay let's not get crazy we're just gonna focus on survival mode here and then once, I think once we hit the three-month mark with Luke, that's when we were like, okay, let's bring date night back. So, my God, it's so good. My um, babysitter gets here at five, mm-hmm. and that's after. There's a there's a first eight-hour babysitter. I sound like a spoiled brat, but hey, let me just encourage your audience to spoil themselves, okay? <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, um, so the first babysitter is here for eight hours from like eight to three. And then I hang with the kiddos from three to five and do the dinner and whatever. And then from five and on... I'm a free woman and I go out with my hubs and I will say ever since we brought back date night, it's just so much more fun to be a family. It's so much more fun to be married when you're actually spending time with your partner the way you used to before you were married with children, you know? Yeah. Gosh, it makes such a difference in communication and flow of energy. Like we just feel more connected and like we have fun and like we're not just these old fogies who are always talking logistics and (laughs) I love that, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, and, and, have you always been someone who's able to outsource? I'm just thinking of all the people listening who are like, yeah, that's great. She has like two babysitters in one day. Like, did you, have you always been, is that something that just came in your DNA or is that something you had to work for? Like, how did you make sense of that? That's a good question. Um, when I had my first, when I had Maya, Mm -hmm. I didn't receive any help for the first two months. And was and had postpartum depression, but didn't know. I didn't know to recognize it. I just thought, oh, motherhood's really hard. That explains why I'm miserable. I didn't realize that I actually had like I was off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were super hyper spazzy about like you know we wanted to make sure like no one would get the baby sick, and so we like we just wouldn't have anyone, yeah, <laughs> over it to help. And so I actually became the the least shiny version of myself. I mean, I had never seen myself be so unhappy and miserable and intolerable in my life. So the first time I became a mom, I did feel like uncomfortable asking for help, ashamed when I couldn't do it all. I had all that going on. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I got so rock bottom with it Mm -hmm. that once I bounced back, it was like, I really bounced back. Like I am never doing that again. I am not interested in that life. That was horrible. I was mean to my husband. I was not the kind of mom that I really want to be. There were so many things about it that just clearly didn't work. And so that was the beginning of me opening up to realize 
oh, as a mom, you just need to be willing to do the whole, it takes a village and I'm asking for support and willing to receive support when it comes my way. Like I learned to say, yes, I'll take that help instead of, no, no, I got it. I'm good. And so the truth is, no, I have not always been this person. I have sort of gone through the pain and suffering of doing it the other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was bad enough pain that I was willing to get through the discomfort of receiving help. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's interesting. And I went through myself sort of two ways. Like, definitely when you have multiple kids, ba- a babysitter actually ends up financially being less expensive than two daycares, I found. Right. Um, so, so I went through that thinking that like, this is how I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I remember a phase of like trying to cut back on that a little bit, but cutting back too much and needing more time, like not having time for myself or much Mm -hmm. less to finish all my work. Um, Mm -hmm. and that phase of actually having to ask for help, which is hard. Like there's, Mm -hmm. it's easier, it's way easier to hire a babysitter who you're paying and has to do what you want than to ask like your mother-in-law to like come help or a friend. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like a lot of the times we're like, why don't they just ask? Or even a husband, you know, like, why Mm -hmm. don't they just ask how they can help? Um, so, so I feel like it's always a dance. And so for anyone out there who's like, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just feel like it's a dance and, and sometimes we do have to get into that asking thing and just know that like until recently, like we always did this as a village. This was not a solo mm-hmm. effort. That's a recent development. <laughs> mm, that somehow we you. created in huge... this society, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm that's, that's just so big. Yeah. I feel like just the postpartum phase of motherhood here in America is just so not okay. Like, yeah, it's weird. We just don't support new mothers at all. We're like, oh, let me pull out a chair for you when they're pregnant because they're carrying a baby. But yeah. let's be honest, pregnancy is like worlds easier than having a newborn, you know? Yeah. And so like, I don't understand why we don't take better care of new mothers, given the fact that it's literally, um, it's like a rebirth. It's a transformation. It's a trauma. It's a time of healing. It's a time of becoming a new person. Literally, you're literally a new person. Like I I was so shocked by the the massive responsibility of taking care of every single need of another human being 24 seven while I also took care of my needs. And while I also tended to the house and the business, I was like, Oh my dear God, like really? Like, and nobody, you know, but in other countries they have a 40 day period where the new mom doesn't lift a finger and, and all the women in the village come around and they take care of everything and they cook and they clean. And all they do is they bring her the baby so she can breastfeed. Like, that's what I'm talking about. We need to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) And and you're, or you're paid or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not so stressful. So we'll we'll get towards that. If we all start talking, keep talking about it. All right. So tell people how they can get a hold of you. Well, if you would like to say hello, come over to awakentherebel.com and you can jump on the email list. You can apply for a little coaching uh, discovery session with me. We can connect in one way or another. Awesome. And that will be linked up in the show notes. So now we are going to move on to the final question, which I ask everyone who's on this show, um, which is tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. And it could have been because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while enjoying that meal. Oh, that's fun. Well, I recently um, 
Okay, so I started playing flag football with my husband. This was our effort to like stay cute and young and hot together. <laughs> this <was> date night. <laughs> this was a Saturday beach league, and so um, I would need somebody to come watch the kids, you know. So I have these two really great, amazing friends who live nearby. Both of them are named Christina, one with a K and one with a C, and they would come over on Saturdays to watch our kids so that me and Kenny could go play football. And after football, he goes out with his guy friends and I come home and hang with my girlfriends and the kiddos. And so I wanted to feed them. I was like, I need to feed these amazing women who just took care of my babies and <laughs> gave me freedom for a couple hours, you know? So we were kind of like scrounging through. I didn't have like a full fridge of deliciousness, but we figured out this amazing meal. Um, we did. I know you do plant-based stuff, but I'm totally a meat eater. I hope that's okay. I'm not going to totally corrupt your fine. audience. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> so we, I got bites and burgers from Trader Joe's. We, and then there's bruschetta from Trader Joe's, like no bread, but just the tomatoey, basil, olive oily, yummy num nums. Mm -hmm. And we put those together with some goat cheese on top, and it was just like. And then we also chopped up sweet potatoes and like sautéed them in coconut oil, and it was just so delicious. It was like this hodgepodge of amazing deliciousness, <laughs> and it was so healthy, and it was just beautiful to be with them sort of like to feed them in gratitude for their service, but also to be nourished in that meal at the same time. There was just yeah. something about that that just felt really beautiful. And I oh, loved it. I love that. And you made sort of something out of nothing because mm -hmm. the fridge wasn't, wasn't beckoning you with all everything that might have been in it. So I yes. love those stories of like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you were probably hungry because you've just played football and you're nursing a child. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You're oh my God. Yeah. I, 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 that football thing. I love that. Thank you. I don't know where that came from or, or how, how you play football. <laughs> so kudos to you. <laughs> You're so sweet. You know, I play football in a very um, hobbly manner. Let's be honest. <laughs> it is not cute four months after having a baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Well, Shireen, thank you so much for being here today. And so many little wisdoms of nuggets, uh, nuggets of wisdom. That's backwards. Um, so thanks for being here. And yeah, thanks. It's I'm hoping so many people have so many great things they can take away from this. Thank you. This has definitely been a pleasure. And I feel like this conversation is so important for moms out there. So I just appreciate you for everything you're putting out there. Thank you. My daughter just came in as I was recording these and said, hello, busy mamas in some funny voice. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, do I really sound like that? So I don't feel like I say that that much, <laughs> but I hope that you like this episode, all you busy mamas out there. And, um, I'm just going to have to laugh at myself because I think that we're delivering good content. So this is how it goes. So at the end of every episode, Shireen's included, I always share three doable changes that come out of the episode as ways to take inspirational stories and tips that are shared and really break them down so that we can all go off and do something from the show and actually put it into our lives. And I love the concept of a doable change because what I do is every Sunday as I pick something doable to work on in my life, sometimes I do a few like in different areas of my life, but I keep them small and I choose things that I really want to do, that I can have fun with, that I can figure out how to fit into my life and I work on them and, you know, tweak them and figure out how to get them, fit them into my life in a way that's sustainable and then when I feel like I've completed that, and usually I give myself about a week, but you know, sometimes I can do things in a couple days and sometimes it takes me a month. And then I move on to the next one. 
So these are three ideas for things that you could work on one at a time. Don't feel the need to go off and do them all at once. In fact, please don't. And I hope that they serve you. So the number one is create a weekly workflow. So I love this one because if you've heard me talk about meals, you know that I love this concept with meals as well. But Shireen talks about having family weekends, Mama Mondays, House Focus Tuesdays, Open Day on Wednesdays, and Work Focus Thursdays. So your week could look totally different, but what would it look like if you created your own flow for the week? Think about family time, work time, home time. How can you make space for it all? So map it out on paper and then live with it or see how it works and then you can tweak it. You can always tweak it. It might take a minute, but see how that works. I, I love the concept of playing with this and maybe it's not a whole day, but it's the morning. You know, you get to spend the morning doing different things and I feel like how she explained it, it's like one day that's work focus, we can just fully go into our work knowing that we'll be taking care of ourselves sort of the next day. So I love the idea of a weekly workflow. Number two, create an idea dump. So I talk about this in a different ways and so have other guests. So I'm just gonna reiterate, it's like over and over again, I feel like we need to hear these things in different ways. <laughs> so we all have so many ideas. We have new offerings for our business. We have people we want to connect with. We have things we need to pick up at the store. And our brains literally get cluttered. So when we put it down on paper or in our phones, we don't have to worry about remembering it all, you guys. We don't have to hold all this stuff in our head. So at the same time, what it does when we write it down is it makes it so we don't have to deal with it right then. And I think this is the part that sometimes we forget. So if you get a business idea while you're in your family time, if you've created your workly workflow, you just jot it down. And then when it's your work time, you can come back and you can focus on it. Don't you love that? So I talk a lot about master lists. It's a big part of the flow planner. But I love how Shireen really clarified, you know, what happens when you write that that item down and how you don't have to pay attention to it right away. So if this was your weekly wellness experiment, you could just focus on when you have free time in the carpool line or at the park or wherever you are, just keep dumping. It takes a while to get all that stuff out of our head. Keep dumping for a week and then you can have that practice maybe on a monthly basis or quarterly basis so you're constantly getting things out of your head. You guys, we've heard this. There's a fabulous episode at the very beginning of the podcast by my friend Stacy Martino. She's an amazing relationship coach, but we got to do date night. And Shireen really showed us this because she has a very small baby. And a lot of us say that we'll go out on date night once we don't have our small baby anymore. So we should all be inspired by this. It's actually something that I have to admit has lagged a little bit in our household since we did our year off. We haven't had, a, we used to have a, somebody who was at the house on a more regular basis, so we could just very easily tag a date night. And now we have to find someone else. We have to find a different kind of babysitter. I have a 13 year old who can't really do the whole evening alone. He's a boy. Not that that makes a difference, but you know, whatever. He's still a little young to like manage the house and us really go out and have fun. 
but he's a little old, like we can't really get a high school kid. So it's like, who do we get and how do we make date night happen on a regular basis? Big deal. So ideally date night becomes part of that flow if you do that flow first. But you could just start with planning one. You could Your doable thing for the week could be getting a couple in the calendar. So as Shireen says, it's more fun to have a family, more fun to be part of a couple when you have a date night. Date nights can change the communication and the flow of energy, and you can just enjoy being together instead of, you don't have to think about logistics and running after kids and anything. You just can focus on each other. So do date night. I think I'm going to focus on that one for a little bit. That's a, that's a big one in my life right now. All right, again, Shireen shared three great doable changes. Create a weekly workflow. Create an idea dump. Do date night. Pick one of them. Go with it. Experiment with it. Have fun with it. And make it part of your life. If you want more ideas, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and download 101 ideas that we have put together for you around health and wellness. All right, you guys, I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast, and hopefully somewhere in the cyber world online around this flow planner launch. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.